Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back after a long, long break. Um, this is going to be episode 39 um, of the Global Outrage of an Educated Man podcast, and it is Saturday, October the 23rd, and roughly 8.09 a.m. I've got my coffee, and we are going to just take off. And uh, I hope everybody's well. I hope everybody is safe. I hope everybody is living life to their fullest. And um, yeah, it's good to be back and uh, venting. Um, it's been a long, long, long while, and I apologize for that. Um, and you know, to be honest with you, I haven't been in a very good place for the past. Uh, uh, let's see, about four months, maybe, um, maybe since my birthday, yeah, probably since then, because um, I'm now uh, my midlife, um, and doing a lot of compare and contrast, which is not very helpful and useful, and it's depressing, and. You know, I should be doing more with my life. I should have accomplished more by now. Um, and it's frustrating um, at the same time to think those thoughts, but at the same time to know, you know, it, maybe I'm just where I am supposed to be. And then I stumbled across a, a quote from Brene Brown the other day, and it said, uh, you know, you need to talk to yourself the way you would to somebody that you loved or love. And that hit home. I mean, why is it that we, you know, if you love somebody, you, you treat them with respect and caring and sensitivity. and But when we talk to ourselves, it's often not that way. And that is a downward spiral um but i'm i'm you know getting out more getting exercise more and i did uh you know i'm starting to do jumping jacks more often because i need to get more cardiovascular fit um and i did a hundred the other day in my <laughs> my blood pressure my beats per minute was 171 and that's not safe um that's how out of shape, you know, I thought I was going to have a heart attack, but you know, it gets the blood pumping for the rest of the day and that's good, but you know, need to do more of that. So this is going to be a rambling journey, a rant, um, you know, cause I'm like, uh, you know, Dan Cole, very little preparation goes into this show. It's just, uh, I have a list, some notes, but we're just going to zigzag and bounce around like a pinball. And just uh, stay with me, and I appreciate it. But yeah, a couple weeks ago, I uh, drove downtown to pick up my lovely, beautiful wife, who we just celebrated our 10th anniversary on the 21st of October. Picked her up from work. And on the way there, I heard uh, Soul Asylum's Runaway Train. And not a big fan of it back in the day. But man, oh man, did that song hit home when I listened to it the other day. Um, the lyrics to that song. 
And I thought, you know, yeah, maybe it's about homelessness. And I think that's what the video for it was. Like a PDA or a PSA. Yeah, PSA, not a public display of affection. But it seemed to me speak to depression, that song. So if you go back and you listen to it, you'll see where I'm coming from. But it almost brought me to tears listening to that song in the car. And, yeah, I was shocked because... You know, there's a few Soul Asylum songs I like, but I was, you know, taken back by how affected I was from that song. You know, Runaway Train, Never Going Back, Wrong Way on a One-Way Track. You know, I'm never where I'm supposed to be. I'm getting there. Rather, you know, neither here nor there. Um, I'm not going to plagiarize, and there might be some copyright infringement if I go too far, but uh, check it out. Uh, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. And then I had a dream the other night that I lost my car in a tornado. And it was never to be found again. And that's obviously, I think, about my mom. Um, who's, you know, worsening month by month with her dementia. Because my car is black. Black is death. And I lost my car... I'm never going to see it again. And that must, you know, represent my mom, I guess, I think, stressing out about that. But, you know, so I'm making it a point to go up and visit her at least once a month. But I can only do it for a day. I can't stay for the two nights anymore. It's just too much for me. It's I just I hate to see her like that, but I would regret not seeing her as much as I can when the inevitable comes. But... We'll get there. So, yeah, that's where that's where I'm at. Um, yeah, the compare and contrast thing, uh, social media. You know, thank you, my English degree from the U of M, as one of the uh, components of a little literary analysis, uh, but. Yeah, it's just not a wise thing to do to compare yourself to others. And social media does a very good job of that for us. Um, I appreciate all the uh, happy anniversary uh, likes and uh, congratulations, but yeah, I got to find a way. I got to remove myself from Facebook because they're evil. Mark Zuckerberg is evil. We can all agree on that. He doesn't need my money or my time. Um, as much as he gets. But then again, he hasn't... Uh, I don't think he's gone to space yet, like Musk and Bezos. And has Musk even gone to space? And it's just Bezos. Musk just runs the company that sends billionaires out into space for 10 minutes at a time when... We still have homeless and veterans living on the street and people without health care and lack of universal education. And, uh, yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's just, woo, I'm in space for 10 minutes, I'm back. It's just, come on. The egos, it's just, it's maddening. It's frustrating. It's crazy. These This past 18 months, it's crazy. 
maybe we all have PTSD. Um, you know, I'm a first responder, but I'm not going to take a vaccine. What is that? What is that? I. And it seems like we're just going to be on an endless loop. We're never going to return to normal. We're never all going to be going back to the office because we're never going to get rid of this thing. We've got a war on our hands. Um, we're going to be martyrs out of the January 6th insurrectionists. Um, and if you don't hold these people accountable, we're just going to do it again. It's just it's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Pigs in space. January 6th is going to be looked upon as a day of honor and for the megas. And it just... And did anybody read and see his response to uh, the death of Colin Powell? Stand-up guy, Mr. Trump. Stand-up guy. Jesus. Like a fifth grader. Yeah. And Bitcoin. Do you see Bitcoin at over 60,000? I think it reached 66,000. And I was years ago spouting it at uh, 10,000. Still haven't put any money in it. <laughs> I mean, it is a bubble. It's just, who you know, it's worth how much we think it's going to be worth. And uh, it's a wild ride. It's interesting. But, you know, now there's a Bitcoin ATM at our gas station right down the street. So suckers can go in there and throw money in and, and say they own some Bitcoin. Um, we'll see where this goes, but you know, you got to get in. You got It's FOMO here. You're, we're all missing out and maybe it's going to reach 400,000 someday. And we'll all say, oh, Sharber, you should have got in on that. Like my dad should have bought some land over there by the National Sports Center before it became the National Sports Center. You know, you buy land because God isn't making any more of it. And Bitcoin, apparently, they're not going to be making any more of it. There's only going to be a certain, there's only a certain number of it out there. But you got to mine it and it takes energy and computers and power and, yeah, so there you have it. And then have you guys seen the news on uh, Benton Harbor, Michigan and the lead pipes? And surprise, surprise, a predominantly African-American neighborhood. Yeah, so Flint, Michigan, now Benton Harbor, Michigan. And as sure as shit, it is widespread. It is nationwide. We have lead pipes in all of our major cities because we haven't done a damn thing since the 30s for infrastructure. Bridges crumbling. But yeah, you can imagine there are, it's just astronomical, I bet, the lead pipes that are within our country that are poisoning us slowly. Um and that's just scary. And at the same time, not surprising because look at our look at us. I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. We are a Christian nation, but we have no empathy for our own and for those that don't have it and and maybe, you know, maybe it's because we're a young country. We're not like a European capitalist society that has universal health care and high taxes because they've been around for centuries and centuries. And, you know, we're 250 years old. We're still a child as a nation. So maybe we're still growing up. That's I, maybe I'm going to start to look at it that way, that we're just we're just growing up and 
maybe like me, I'm just, I'm just finally maybe starting to hit my stride here at, in my midlife. Maybe the beat generation writers ruined my life because I bought into that philosophy and I kind of still do because I feel bad for the people that are, you know, if you're graduating high school right now or you're in high school or junior high and you're living through these last 18 months and you're, yeah, look what you're inheriting. Look what you're going to get. It's, and why we don't do anything on climate change, because we're just not going to see the effects of it. We're going to leave it, you know, we'll be dead by the time it really hurts. So, yeah. So happy Halloween, everybody. Go read uh, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington Irving, one of my all-time favorites. Or watch the uh, cartoon Disney version narrated by Bing Crosby on YouTube. But yeah, it's the spooky season. And I hope everybody gets their Halloween costumes and are not threatened by the supply chain madness. Because man, isn't that a story? Of course, we got a supply chain issue when we've got a pandemic and we've got over 700,000 dead Americans. And we've got 4.3 million Americans that quit their jobs in August confident enough to say, fuck this, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, That's a good sign. The workers are getting more power. You know, and if annual average worker wages kept up with the CEO pay, yeah, maybe we would all be making $100 an hour as a minimum wage, Mr. Thompson. That's a good point, Mr. Hambone. Um... And that's just, it's finally maybe the pendulum swinging back, but it will always swing back the other way because it's just the nature of the beast. But uh, tonight my lovely wife and I will be dining at Louis Restaurante in uh, downtown St. Paul across from uh, the truck stop uh, food truck court where there was the mass shooting, so hopefully we don't get shot tonight. Um but we're not going to be out past nine o'clock, so I don't think we're going to have anything to worry about. Um, but yeah, I, I hope to do this again in a couple of weeks. They're not going to take the months off like I had been. I just just hadn't been motivated. Just wasn't, you know, just that. Well, who wants to hear me again? But I can't think that way. And if only one person listens to this, maybe that's enough for me. But. You know, this does help me, and it'll be good to be get back at my group uh, next Wednesday. I miss those guys. Um, and that definitely affects my mental health, not being able to go and, and, you know, get what's off my chest to other guys experiencing the same kind of stuff. And you leave there knowing, you know, we're all in the same boat. We're not alone. We all deserve a hug. Um, so until then, stay safe. Try to stay positive. Try to do the right thing. Love you guys and uh, talk to you hopefully in two weeks. Thanks for your time.